You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk and Jump Jump the House is Jumping. I yeah. am your chunk. Jordan wonders I messed myself up with the flow of this intro. <laughs> I'm Tosh, and next time, you should think before you open your chunk. Whoa, I'll mm. say. Gross. And I'm Carter, and no, that's okay. You know what? I should probably head home and, and feed my pet hunk his dinner. You've got a hunk? Yes, named Butler. Hunk Butler. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is that in, in this quote, somehow the little sister was played by Patrick Warburton. <laughs> That was oh, it's really Angie. Good. <laughs> Angie asked. Like, I didn't sister? even look at the name. <laughs> wow. You've Wait, got what a rep? <laughs> I'm sorry. Squeak? <laughs> why are you? So I'm, <laughs> why I was are just going to do it. Uh, so I am, uh, my wife and I, Chelsea and I, are about to go on vacation. And we're going to be driving to Asheville, North Carolina to stay in a cabin in the woods. Ooh. So I'm going to live. Go blow Possib- on that. Possibly Conch a horror show. movie. And then also, the last time, I, I'll claim my hunkdom in that, the last time I took a very similar drive was heading to North Carolina for the uh, National Andy Griffith Show Convention. <laughs> yep. So a lot of my memories are tied there for, for the reasons of a different Angie. Different Ange. 
Um, so it's all what coming full circle in such an interesting way. I think the most interesting thing about how it's coming full circle is that if you sound out your destination phonetically, it's the car my mom had when I was growing up. A Chevrolet. A Chevrolet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was real bad. It, hey, I'm that sucks, man. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> Fan for sure. I mean, we are all laughing about it. <laughs> Golly, man. Because it's a Chevrolet. <laughs> wow. Well, as it was coming out, I felt it turn to ash on my tongue. And there was a small voice inside saying, hey, dude, this is the worst thing you've ever said. Yeah, oh, I lo- that's pretty I'm telling tough. you, I genuinely love it. If somehow, some way... We managed to keep you, dear listener, through all of that. Uh, then I would like to welcome you to the uh, third installment, second to last even yes. installment of our mm. DCOM series. Uh, the movie we're talking about this time is known as Smart House. And uh, I'd like to jump right in, but legally I cannot because I need a clearance code Given only by a synopsis from the one, the only, Justin Dozier. Yeah, quick, quick plug, though, for these synopsi. We recently received a review on iTunes, and it was our first specific mention from somebody of loving this part of our show. So that's good. I pray that those listening don't take anything for granted. You never know what you got until it's gone. You never Mm. know. Mm. And that's a threat. (laughs) (laughs) This week's IMDb. Synopsis it was written by Baron Latos One at their email address.com. Okay. Meet the Coopers. Meet the Coopers, an average American family. Meet Dad, a widower. Meet Angie <laughs> and her older brother Ben. Who Dude, is the average? Qu- what? <laughs> who is the quote mom of the family? The Coopers win a quote house of the future with a cyber housekeeper Pat personal applied technology. Pat's great for throwing parties and making sure the family runs smoothly. But when dad starts going out with Sarah, the person who created the house, Ben programs Pat to act more motherly so his father won't think they need a mother. But the house goes whack, and it's up to Sarah and Ben to work together to defeat a very smart house. The yeah, this wasn't written too whack. much after the movie came out. Yeah, the house goes whack. Oh, man. It's the most late 90s. Ooh, that one's juicy. Heard. Okay, so, I mean, I guess Chunktober wasn't technically over, was it? (laughs) We've got some remnants here. There, I'm trying to think if this is the only or one of the only DCOMs with licensed music in it. Um, I know it's not the only one, but I just can't think of many that have, like that song, C'est La Vie, that bewitched song that she's dancing to in her bed. And I don't know if Jump, Jump, The House is Jumping was an original song written for Smart House, and I don't want to know. It's like how Nine Inch Nails maybe wrote Hurt, but since Johnny Cash covered it and did such a good job with his old sad cowboy voice that that's his song now. Yeah. This is Smart House's song. Now. I think so. I think that's exactly right. Um, and the maybe more than anywhere else in this series, the 90s boy band influence is alive and well. Where am I? I'm here for it. I love that aspect of this movie. It's so, so great. 
I do too. There is, it's not my super pump by any means, but I have a favorite scene in this movie and it is miles <laughs> ahead of everything else that happens in this movie. Please tell me what it is. I think it, I know what it is, but it please tell me. It is when uh, Ben and, uh, what's his sister's name? Not Sarah. Angie. Ben and Angie throw the party with Pat's help. And the very first thing that they do is they turn on the uh, screen wall to watch a sick music video. And first of all, the couch up against that wall disappears. disappears. Yeah. So there's that. But (laughs) also him and his friends are immediately like, oh, this video rules. And then just do the dance together. I know the whole dance to it. It felt like a ritual. (laughs) It's like, I got to get my boys here first. Give us ten minutes and we'll we'll bless this house. It is. We're gonna burn some sage and bust happens. some moves. Burn <laughs> some sage and bust some moves. It is unequivocally to me the best so thing that happens amazing. in this movie. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. I it's love wonderful. it with everything inside of me. It is wonderful. Speaking of things that I love and that are wonderful, the getting to see Ryan Merriman years apart in two movies this close together, he aged Puberty, well. Huh? He aged well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was making fun of him in Luck of the Irish, but the boy, yeah. the boy done glowed up. I'll tell you that. He glue. He, he did. He did glue. He glue right up. And he just, the spiky hair, the t-shirts where the sleeves come all the way down to the elbows. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's just perfect. Dude, something Trying about to wear those shorts movie. a little bit low. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got to. Something about this movie hits me right in the sweet spot of so aggressively and egregiously bad that it's amazing. Yes. I will say, I mean, I've watched, spoiler alert, I watched ahead a little bit. I know that they say not to read ahead if you're in English class or something like that. I watched ahead. I've watched every movie of this series until we get to High School Musical so far. And this is far and away the one that I had the least difficulty staying engaged with. And I don't know why. That's interesting. Yeah. Here's my take. I have no idea why. Tell me why. Here's my take why. Okay. I'm going to say that my super pump, get ready, my super pump, get ready, is the script. Now, listen, <gasps> my super now, pump is the script, though. Are you serious? 100%. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, for many reasons, one of them being the 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 Mickey Mouse cojones to try <laughs> something like this. Them some mouse beans. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I felt like this... Vin Diesel was like driving a car from one skyscraper to the other. Sure. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, that really took, but boy, did it pay off. I want to shake the hand of the person that said, let's give it a shot. Let's try it. But honestly, this, I felt like this movie, from what I've seen yet in our series, had the best chance to have a really concentrated influence on a certain kid. <laughs> right. That just inherited all of these roles, right? I, this is a yeah. this is this is a lesson in uh, all of all of the Enneagram male twos out there. This is like, <laughs> you know, what happened? But we do have, and you know, things get better with Disney when we get rid of a parent. We've got a one parent home now. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's a little more poignant. But yeah, I I was just watch throughout. I think I around halfway point, I was like, I think it's going to be the script. And then by the end, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Super pumped the screen. Why, why about you, Doge? 
I think for me, it's just because of the maturity with which the subject is handled. Like this is a story about a kid afraid his mom is going to be replaced. And ultimately, yeah. the smart house stuff is completely incidental to that. The technology is incidental. You can make this movie in 1930. You can make it in 2030. But because the, the smart house stuff is not the draw, it's it's completely incidental. I think that like as uh, whereas our other stuff like. I'm not even going to compare Xenon because Xenon structurally is a complete mess. <laughs> There's nothing that really like, you know, I can't really even tell you what that movie's about other than Xenon wants to do what Xenon wants to do and we should just yep. let her do it. Uh, but for luck of the Irish, like the leprechaun stuff is the whole story. Right. Like we right. don't, we don't ever make that leap from we're using the leprechaun stuff to tell a story about a kid that feels disconnected from his parents which is what the movie should have been. But this is like, we do a really good job of saying like, this is a story about a kid who's afraid that his dad, who is, by the way, Walmart, Dennis Quaid, yep. is going to replace his mother. Yeah, for sure. And I think what helps with it too, I think the actors, it felt like they knew they kind of had something to work with. Because I think the times that you you have dad dad getting on to the son felt there 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 was a certain realism felt there yeah and it yeah. had to be that the pieces of the script and you know the other one when when i feel like we almost get a caricature version in in our patreon film which we'll talk yes. about right and is worth listening to this felt a little bit more realistic right. in that relationship so but i my, think we, we probably also have to throw a credit to the director who is lavar burton i had no idea until i saw that come up in the credits that is this insane. is one of the only m- movies he did or the only movie he ever did he what dabbled in episodes earth? of shows but yeah so my my super pump is I'm I'm interesting it's interesting to me that you guys brought it to this kind of place mine is tangential like it's close uh, my super pump is actually uh, Walmart Dennis Quaid it's the dad <laughs> yeah um, he that's great that's great Donis Quid Donis Quid the way that he interacts with Ben his and I'm talking specifically the character not necessarily the performance just the writing yeah, yeah. of the father character um, it would have been easy I think to go like dad is neglectful of the kids and that's why we ended up at this place or dad doesn't really, but like he really listens to both of his kids. I'm thinking specifically of the scene where he's like, do I expect too much? Like, tell me what I'm doing. Yes. Here. Like, am I, I love that he started that conversation with an apology. Like, Hey, yeah. I've probably been taking advantage of you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And, and when it Ben says, like, no, yeah. I love, I love doing this. And he goes, but maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't yeah. love doing this. Maybe that you was should. Such a good scene. I don't know. I was just, I was really impressed watching with a an adult lens being like, wow, Disney. I There's can't a maturity believe you to this that. script that I Absolutely. don't know that we get in our others. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. This was 99 or 98 even, I think. Okay. No, may, wow. wait, 99 sounds right. We have the technology. Let's verify it. Hey, Pat, it's what 99. year did that movie come out? 99. Yeah, she said 99. Katie Seagal just texted me and said 99. <laughs> Ask her if she'll sing you one of those cool songs from Sons of Anarchy. Um, hey, Pat, sing me one of those cool songs from Sons of Anarchy. I hurt myself <laughs> today. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, I was I was honestly shocked that I liked the dad character this much. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I've ever seen that man in anything else. Ever. You probably have. Again, we have the technology. That's Let's probably true, out. but I just but it's like right. I he was sort of a a one off experience in my life mm-hmm. as far as remembrance goes. But I I just really was impressed by the the father character in this movie. He is yeah, in Home would, Alone three, everybody's favorite Home Alone. Okay. Oh yeah, I would I would love like a docu series on 
the people that Disney didn't choose to have in eight things, right? Because like if Disney yeah. loves you, they really don't let go. Right. And we've seen that throughout even this short. I mean, it's random four movies of the millions of DCOM movies, and it is overlapping. We already have everywhere. two double dizzers. Yeah. Two yeah. double dizzers just in this, you know, and so it's like, wow, what did you do? Like, right. And, you know, I, there's something, there's something, speaking of like the charm of the 90s, there's something charming about, we've talked a little bit about it already. The way that bullies are handled in 90s movies are so, <laughs> yep. it's so simple. It's so binary. It's just, mm-hmm. this person is a bully. The end, it's almost refreshing. And yeah, this I mean, kid's if, hair is outrageous. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. In, a, in a way that, in a sentence that I'm sure I will come to regret for the rest of my life. Yeah. Smart House, the way that it simplifies its plot for children to understand it, and we simplify characters and kind of turn them a little bit into 2D cutouts, somehow feels elemental rather than reductive. And it feels like... I don't want to say mythic in scope, but it feels like the kind of way where it's like, I don't need a lot of depth from Ben Kenobi because I know he's an old wizard. I don't need a lot of depth from Luke at the beginning because I know he's a farm kid. I don't need a lot of depth from spiky hair bully because I know he's mad that he doesn't have his science report. You know, And it just, it works <laughs> on an adult level that I don't think the other, the other uh, like super two-dimensional characters have in these other ones for me. So yeah. I think that what you just said is wild yes no and and i'm but that's okay i'm gonna regret saying that that's okay (laughs) i think i think to compare the binary on off switch of a disney channel original movie bully to the mystical powers of obi-wan kenobi is pretty out there that's that is wild but then that's when i ask myself where else but two chocks Hmm. yeah what other podcast would have the courage to say that Courage is a good word for it. What I was going to say, which is going to, and I'm still going to say it, is going to be lost in what's just happened, but that's good. A lot of good things are lost in that kind of stuff. It's maybe mediocre. Is it does feel like any kid version, though, of Bully has had, even up to this point, and maybe still parts of it now, that feels like a century old thing. Like, I feel like I'm thinking back to Popeye and like all these things where it's just like, it's a one note thing. And I, for someone who's like appreciates villains so much and really appreciates layers in that, right? Applicable foe. There is also a part about this that is, uh, has a bit of charm to it. It's interesting. Ben's can of spinach is his house <laughs> with an arm. His, so, his neon orange messenger bag that he has <laughs> instead of a backpack. Is the hey, reason I had a messenger bag in elementary school. Come on I love now. that. Yes. I love that. That's very good. Uh, speaking of orange things, when the smoothie machine malfunctions and launches oranges hither and thither across the kitchen area, why do they react as though that is lethal? <laughs> I mean, it felt like it would hurt. Yeah, that would not feel good. <laughs> but the that way... bad. I don't know, man. The it's not gonna feel good, but the way they react is like, get down! <laughs> like they're, Listen, dude, I, I I respect that you're trying to find a plot hole in this movie because it's like, what else would we criticize? Luck. But I don't think that's it, bud. There are things though like that. <laughs> there are those vibes that I picked up that made me feel differently. That I am wondering, was anybody else at moments terrified of this house? Oh my gosh, yes. Jeez, uh, there were. We talk about the arm, and you just mentioned the arm, which will uh, 
it was much kinder than I thought it would be. I don't know why, and it, it probably is because we are fresh out of Chunktober, that I did expect a death, maybe. I expected like... <laughs> like a little bit of Doc Ock and Spider-Man just too. A gore just gore right, like, right through the chest. Yeah. Yes, I want to see the green screenless or the like uh, <laughs> the uh, graphic designless version of her... What's the lady's name who made Smart House? Who made Pat? Sarah. Of Sarah backing out super fast, like she's getting pushed out yep. of the house by Pat. Yep. Please, I, I want to see what she dove into it. in the scene where she dives head first in through the armhole. First of all, that's probably not her because no. she turned, she turned like no. Cirque du Soleil for about two seconds <laughs> to get after that newspaper. Oh, Dude, but I love how much time did it. they waste waiting on the newsboy when? Wouldn't the house have maybe just picked up any paper that went out? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they could. <laughs> it's just not meant to be picked apart that way. No, you're right though. And I gotta say, the thing that I thought about, and it, I think it's just a sign of of the times a changing. But all I could think is like, there's no way that putting in like a hundred applications to a sweepstakes means that you have a good chance of being a winner. <laughs> it, but then I realized. It would only be local people in 1999. People wouldn't sure. be entering from all over America trying to win this house necessarily. Like, I don't know. Once again, we we land back on DCOMs being Dude. such a time capsule. The yes. time capsuliest thing to me is that they're all totally cool with it when the house takes a sample of their DNA before they agree to move in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. Too. Isn't that wild? Like, imagine, like, it bit me. No, it didn't, silly. Yeah, like, it, it took with your the, flesh. With the <laughs> tired eyes of a surveillance state boy, like, that is a horrifying reality yeah, to live in. For sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, your phone has your face and probably your fingerprint. Not uh, mine, real dude. quick, I another timestamp. Another timestamp for me is if someone was worried about you, they would go to see you to check on you. Yes. <laughs> right? Hey, man, I just thought I came over. Heard you weren't doing well. Like, uh, what? <laughs> That's a thing. Okay, cool. That's a thing. You're talking about Brink? Well, yes, that, but it also happens in this movie too. Don't give these people any Brink. These people, these okay. regular listeners get no Brink. <laughs> you know that all Patreon listeners don't just listen to Patreon. I know, but they know what they're getting. I love them. They get Brink. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I am going to try and not talk about episode that should not be named. I'm sorry. Now, it's it is so we get another example of payphones in a middle school. And I do want to point out that Ryan Merriman, uh, how many years before Luck of the Irish? Five is still playing an eighth grader. <laughs> True. <clears throat> Bro, them handles are still looking good though. I mean, he he's been playing ball since he could walk. Yeah. It's because Pat did his homework. He never yeah. learned anything. Pat's just been doing all his reports. Yeah. You know, I do. There, there was an element watching this of like we kind of all live in a smart house a little bit, like just with how I don't know. I'm not trying to be like guys. The future is here, but like yeah. there were so many things they were doing where it was he was like finally in a dress book. I can't lose. It's well, like, I mean, yeah, like man. one of the big features of the smart house is the ability to video call Sarah <laughs> right. and talk to her, and we're all doing hey, that literally which, right by now. By the way, right? She does not answer. Yeah. She's just like, oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just like, it's call in, Sarah. And she's like, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. It's a non-consensual video call. <laughs> it is non-consensual. <laughs> it's just if your phone was just like, how, hey, it's me, Doge. Hey. How many movies get scarier with time? Not many. Smart House. That's how many. 
That's it. That's it, man. Smart That's the house. only one. Maybe and Jurassic Park truth. because maybe we are closer to being able to create dinosaurs. God, oh. I wish. You don't, bro. No, is dude, Smart I House do. better if there's a dinosaur? I say is yes. Is every movie better if there's a dinosaur? I say yes. No. Strong yes, no. Yes, there obviously is. It obviously is Strong better. no. Um, there is something so intoxicating, though, about a house with artificial intelligence just all throughout to the point where it's like, I know how you need to wake up today. Let me wake you up the right way. Let me throw this nope. video screen and sound at you. I have to imagine That's the room like, is Let me see what controlled. footage Disney already owns so I can put it on your wall. Hey, you know what else? We found out in this movie that the style, the clothes that you wear, they live in your heartbeat because Pat chose Angie's outfit based on her biometric rhythm. That's some Assassin's Creed type science. I know. <laughs> all of history lives inside my blood cells. <laughs> She's just like the way your pheromones smell today. These are the capri <laughs> shorts that based, you will be wearing this morning. Suit. Based on biometric analysis, my sensors indicate you would like to wear only purple today. <laughs> <laughs> only purple. No, and there's room to talk about Katie Seagal, and I think we'll get there. But I think the thing that I would like to tackle first is... Have you guys, and I think we talked about this on the show for, before, have you guys read, I think it's Ray Bradbury's The Velt? Uh-huh. Because this room where they can play putt-putt and be out at the beach with the wind blowing is just The Velt, which yeah. has some dark connotations. Well, they have those screens in their houses in Fahrenheit 451 as well. Right. Yeah. So it's. I'm just saying this house is not only screens and stuff. They're putting into the wall. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the ball that the dog is chasing real? Does Pat have the ability to create matter? It's a good question. I mean, yeah. So if she's able to control the ball and throw the ball, magnets. why can't she it's magnets. touch? It's magnets. She. Why can't she protect them at the end when she creates her own? Because they don't have magnets. Where do they buy? How do they buy groceries for Pat? That's the thing that I, I had was thinking. that thought because after they did, after she shot all the oranges everywhere, I was like, oh man, they're out of oranges. That had but to be all they? of her oranges, right? Who knows? It's like 200 she, oranges. Can she create matter? I think that's the, that's the question that lies at the core of the smart house. Mm. Really makes you think. Mm. We know she can, mm. we know she can create got, good vibes. One thing I do know is that she has far more bells and whistles than a Chevrolet. Depends on the depends on the package, I think. But oh man, I'm just saying a ton of things I'm going to regret today. I'm going to look back at this episode, and it's going to be the Hindenburg of my podcasting <laughs> hey, experience. Speaking of things that crashed and burned, I'd like to talk about Disney. I'd like to dunk on Disney Plus for just a second. What is with this widescreen crop? Super dump. Wait, really? This is my, my super dump. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Smart House. It has to do with the presentation of Smart House. I think we can do that. You think you can super dump the theater you were in when you saw a new movie? I think I have super dumped annoying people sitting in front or behind me in a theater. Mm, I'll allow um, it for now. Yeah, super dump would be the widescreen crop because there are several shots that are completely ruined by this. Yeah. Like there was that whole uh, the whole uh, kind of uproar after Disney Plus launched and found out that episodes of The Simpsons were cropped and you're missing out on visual gags. And this one, whenever the steak comes up out of the countertop, you don't see the steak. Until he whenever mentions Pat, it. 
whenever Pat absorbs dad's keys down into the countertop, you don't see that happen because see, it's out this, of frame. Here's what's fun. I, I, I'm going to give you the super dump now because for someone who's seen it the second time, I did, had no idea that these things happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm feeling again the, the feelings of like, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I get it. Yeah, and but that just, one main character that always stayed on the outside of the frame, never seen. Yes, him. the the short. They had another sibling who is very short. <laughs> never saw them. No, the thing is that He's like a leprechaun. It, <laughs> it was his real mom. She's not dead. She's a tiny leprechaun. <laughs> Oi, shillelagh. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it just ruins the the composition of a lot of these shots too. Though it is like. Every shot is too close and makes me uncomfortable to look at. And the resolution of the film was clearly not scanned. Uh, like this wasn't run through the Terranex at the right resolution to be able to accommodate that crop because everything is blurry. I'm about 100% positive you made up whatever that word in the middle of that sentence was. But Terranex? No, it's a real thing. You can't read any words. You're absolutely right. Like anything yeah. with fine detail on it is just mush. Um, which is really disappointing when you get like the group dance shot because I want to be able to copy the moves, but it's just hard to see exactly what they're. <laughs> I've been trying to learn that choreography, but I just can't see what their feet and their heads are doing at the same time. Uh, it's <laughs> been uh, literally a couple of decades of my life worth of watching Smart House, and I gotta say, the dancing never gets old. I know I've already talked about it, but <laughs> it's a really fantastic scene, and I just want everybody to know that. I may, be, I may be about to put my foot in my mouth, uh, which is something I've been doing a lot this episode. Um, I, I watched Smart House, actually, Jordan, I think it was three or four years ago. I think it was right after you and Callie got married. Bought it on Amazon Prime? Bought it on Amazon Prime. We watched it at your house uh, waiting for Jess to get there because we were going to watch Silence of the Lambs that night. Yep. So we watched, the last time I watched Smart House was also the last time I watched Silence of the Lambs before I watched both of them for the podcast. Which one was I, a better second experience? Ooh, Smart House. I don't remember it being cropped <laughs> on Amazon though. Yeah, I don't so know. The, I don't remember. If the crop bugs you, you might you might find salvation on Amazon video. I would caution you against spending additional money if you've already got access to it, but you know. <laughs> then we have different opinions about this flick. <laughs> No, I, I, I am curious if you were taking a tour of your home for the first time and somebody mentioned, you said, Hey, I'm thirsty. And they said, Pat would love to get you a drink. Is the very first question you ask, can I have a smoothie please? Yes or no. <laughs> I think smoothie is top of the list of things I would not accept from a stranger. And it's instantly ready. Even if the house is smart, it's got a blend. The house is a precog. And one of Angie's first true action within the home is to immediately dump smoothie all over the floor. <laughs> oh, that, that does feel like something I have done. <laughs> Thanks for having me over. Oh, God. Just everywhere. Can I have a strawberry smoothie, please? Oh, no. Like instantaneous smoothie for Carter, do you remember the time at my house that you got scared by the ice maker and dropped that glass cup on the floor? Oh, do you remember that? My God, the ice Wait, maker spooked you because it, it dropped more ice into the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so Carter would not Did do well in cup? a smart house situation, huh? Did I break the glass? Oh, into a million pieces. Oh no! Which Pat could have <laughs> absorbed and then loaded up 
into some sort of a grenade, I guess. Dude, if Smart House came true, if Smart House came true, I would invite you to my house a lot. Me? Like, if you want it, or just like if Smart House was real, we would hang out. If Smart House, if it was real life, and you had it, and I had it, I would invite you over to dance and and throw stuff on my floor. Do you promise? Promise, dude. (laughs) Completely promise. I would move in. You're invited. I think that's up to you, man. No, I would move in. Take the house. You've won the house. You've won my smart house. house. Man, I don't know. I feel like at this point, listeners can tell when we got that nighttime energy, but we got that nighttime energy in this episode a big Big time. time. No sunshine outside. It's daylight saving, so it's been dark for about 11 hours, it feels like. Yeah, we're we're about eleven hours into darkness, and I think the best way to deal with yeah, darkness it's only four thirty. That's why is to throw on, throw on your headlights and drive on through the tunnel to the other side, wherein lies the shout announcements. Uh, jump, jump, shout announcements, jumping. Uh, welcome to shout announcements, <laughs> the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Here we go. Look, I know that I've been harsher than I need to. And maybe it's not fair. You know what? Maybe it's not fair because maybe the reason that not enough of you voted for Brink is because you just don't know what you're missing. So let me wow. let me change tone for you. Absolutely no. You know what? I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it cool and civil on Patreon for this series. For you patrons, we will be watching and reviewing Brink! Exclamation point. The greatest decom <laughs> of all time. And I implore you, if you are a patron, you already know what's up. And if you're not, watch Brink, throw $3 our way, get on Patreon, and let's just all have a soul skating, pup and suds and party. Please. Patreon has <laughs> all the bonus content that you could ever crave and more. You're going to absolutely love it. Yeah. We just recorded that episode, and boy, was it amazing. You know what my favorite part was? You know, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. Uh, our least my favorite, favorite was when Jordan of... did at 540 on the video call. <laughs> Amazed. Uh, perfectly inverted part... 540. That's one and a half full rotations in the air. That's my impression of the guy that works for ESPN in that movie. Also, Wallace Shawn, weirdly enough. Inconceivable. The smartest thing that all you and your houses can do for us is to rate and review our podcast. Uh, Think of it like, say you're a kid, you know, just a regular average eighth grader who's uh, the, quote, mom of your family. Pretend there's a house uh, and you want to win it and you enter uh, the sweepstakes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. You pull up your big shorts and you that enter the house. What you don't again, understand you is that again, helps your big. house. That will help your house reach new owners. In this scenario, we're your house, and rating and reviewing our podcast is the entries. So do it. You know how to do it and statistically. So new please people do. People or new own, new listeners or owners. Who's the bully? Carter? It's Melissa Jones. Do you know Hart, who the probably. bully is? I know who the bully is. Um, but I do want to first say on the rate and review thing. That hits close to home for me because I am a teacher and the teacher evaluations, you familiar with those? I am. Like that's a big deal. And so my livelihood rests 
now in every avenue. I on. suplexed a couple of those in my time. <laughs> That's yeah, good. Did, that That's did what not you're hold supposed back. to do. Became a keyboard That's warrior on those guys. Do. And don't hold back. Rate and review. Yeah, our villain right now. Oh, man, you hate to say it. You hate to. Melissa Joan Hart. So uh, maybe it's Mario Lopez, dude. Maybe the whole time Melissa's been Snoke. And Mario's just been the emperor back there. Just, just hold on. Somehow Mario Lopez returned. <laughs> Somehow, dude. And he hasn't changed. That's because there's different versions of him. Man, it's all coming together. Maybe. Who knows actually what happened? Felice Navidad is coming up this very weekend. November 21st will be the release of Felice Navidad on Lifetime. I guarantee you it will happen on that day because nothing can stop streaming and nothing can stop made-for-TV Christmas rom romance movies. Mm. I'm never going to call it a com. I don't know if <laughs> it's just a rom. In there. <laughs> Let's see if I but laugh. I need you to know, I, prom- I promise you that at least Doge will have our, our actual script of Felice Navidad out while watching this film just so that we can... I don't know. There is a part of me, guys, that's excited. I'm are, very are excited. Are not excited? Oh, I'm super excited to watch it. I'm excited in the way that you're excited to get a cast off. Where it's like, you know, your well, arm's, your arms going to be like really stinky itchy. and itchy, but it's better to have it off than on. <laughs> like, I'd rather you said see, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, I'd rather see what's underneath. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Remember again, November 21st is when that comes out. Please watch it. Watch it with your friends. Uh, be responsible with your enemies. Watch that movie. You can get angry with us if you'd like. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to. We'll be active. Um, so Smart House. Yeah, dude, good transition. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Katie Seagal. Stevens. Talk about it. Stevens' mom. Steven, Stevens' mom. Steven's mom, Katie. Uh, look, I think she is a pretty excellent actress. I think that she is an exceptional voice actress. Um, I think that her voice is awesome. I think her appearing in hologram form is my super dump Ooh. for the movie Smart House. Explain Tell this me to me. It. I feel like... Once we get to that point, once the house is physically represented as a person, to me, that's when, because then you, you start to bump into things like, and, and I love the, you can't, you know, touch the face or whatever. Like, like I, I do like that metaphor for like what's going on in the story. But to me, I feel like it's more, maybe more helpful if it's like the house 
I don't know, the, the personification of an actual human woman, of the house being an actual human woman. I would even, I think, be okay if uh, Pat became uh, st- stuck in screens. I think it's the hologram aspect. Like, like if Pat could follow them from room to room as Katie Seagal on a screen, like from wall to wall or on the refrigerator or in the command room, like if she was there, I think I'd be more okay with it. But the fact that we come in as a hologram, I don't know. It feels, it feels weird to say that it's like too goofy for a decom, but Mm. in a movie that has been, I feel like a little more serious about like the parental roles and like what they're talking about. It just feels like it, it all of a sudden jumps some shark. I had no idea was there Mm. when Katie holograms into the house. Yeah, it's it's the the part of the movie that just does not work very well for me. And and it's not her look or anything. Again, I really think that she works for me if she's on the screens that they've been using. I think that's pretty clever, the screen thing. But yeah, yeah I wasn't that's as interesting. offended by that. It didn't bother me. And I think it, it didn't bother me because it feels it actually felt really appropriate and intentional for me to have her actually physically manifest in a way that like I don't know. To me, that that ties in thematically to Ben's greatest fear is his mom being replaced and he doesn't realize he's programmed the house to want to replace his mom. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. it just feels like there's some thematic tie in there. Um, yeah, no, but I'm, I, I agree. I'm probably a little too navel gazy for a decom. Like, I don't know that this really warrants that. <laughs> no, and, and I, I do agree with what you're saying. Again, my issue really comes from hologram. Yeah. Like, it just feels like and I know we're talking about a movie where there is a house that has an artificial intelligence and a long Doc Ock arm and all that stuff. I get that. I really do. It just, there's just something about it that feels like it doesn't fit with everything else that the house is capable mm. of or everything else yeah. the house is doing or something. Um, sure. And it feels like, you know, it, there's very clear, there's even sort of a uh, 2001 Space Odyssey reference. I can't do that, Ben. Like there, there's... yeah. It, and it feels like maybe being stuck to screens feels a little more Hal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It just seems like the metaphor is hammered home more for me. If like not, she can't touch him. She could touch him with a claw, but she can't touch him with a hand and she's stuck to a screen. Like she can go anywhere <laughs> instantly, but she's stuck to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I really don't have a good explanation for why it doesn't sit well with me. I just know that when I think of this movie, the moment she materializes as a hologram is about the time that I lose interest in smart house. When I think of this movie, I always think of the like tornado thing that she <laughs> makes in their living room. It's crazy. It looks really, really bad. Some For some reason, I get that confused with the tornado thing that Storm makes in the first X-Men. <laughs> which is like, you know what happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens the to Ice everything Age. else. Exactly. It's just a terrible setup. <laughs> um, my my super dump happens after we have our big uh, tornado, house tornado. Oh. There, there is really nothing in me that thinks we're going to give this house another chance and still live here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not living in that house. Nobody is living in that house. Burn it down. No. There's some kind of metaphor that's like, right, but there is that one thing, that good thing that comes from the bad habits. Smoothies. You know, maybe that's what sucks me back in. You know, it's like, well, but the house does make us milkshakes. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it could kill you. Stop smoking. You know, it's like, what is, what is it? It's crazy that the house can hold them hostage in itself. Not good. Not good. 
I'm out. I'm not living there anymore. <laughs> I like those odds. I mean, I could have a because smoothie. it is such it is such a uh, haphazard trial run. Your first experience is to actually have somebody live there. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. It fails. So what we do next is just trust that just, it won't try and kill us again. Just go ahead and stay. I think. I don't know. It's sunk cost fallacy, I guess, right? We can't take it back to formula. We're this close. Yeah. Dude, and at the end, right. at the end when it's like, hey, I didn't add chocolate chips to these. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, my number one. Everybody's like, who, who did it? I think like, I know. Um, if she didn't make the batter, then how did she get the chocolate chips into it? Did her big Doc Ock arm come out and drop chocolate yeah. chips? Yeah. It's like, I didn't add sleeping pills to this casserole. <laughs> well, she's clearly capable. That's step one, bro. Yeah, somebody, if they took too many sleeping pills, somebody would need to call them an ambience. Now I just feel like I'm missing out. I'm the only person who hasn't contributed. What? You're the only person who hasn't said the worst thing you've ever said on our podcast in this episode? Yeah. I'm kind of jealous now. I went from sad to jealous. Are you still laughing at ambience? Yeah. You're laughing at yourself the most of anything on this episode. You're pitiful. Hey, something else I laughed at. I want to keep talking about this house and the logic in this movie. I really do like this movie, genuinely. Um, It's one of the ones I voted for to be in this series. But some of of the logic that is applied to this movie, especially viewed in a vacuum, is amazing. So one of the things I would love... uh, to zoom in on for a second is the night of the party when Gwen Petroni comes over and is hanging out with Ben, the worst actress we've ever seen. Yeah, she's rough. On a decom. She's rough. She's rough. Very bad. And she uh, she delivers the uh, I want something sweet. Ben says uh, besides me, and then she's like, uh-huh. he's like, no, 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 just playing, just playing, just playing. Hey, uh, show me the honey. And then he does that sick little jump move where he treats the counter yeah. like a pommel horse. Anyway. Uh-huh. The treats, the sweets that Pat provides for a bunch of teenagers looks like a company Christmas party. Very much. It's like pastries. (laughs) It's like pastries and like water crackers. And a cheese ball. It's like, what? It's like, have you ever seen teenagers before? I feel like that's probably how LeVar Burton relaxes when he gets home after a long day at reading Rainbow. Wait, can we spend our last 10 minutes just looking for LeVar? It's the only time we'll ever have this segment. We can bring it up again for other movies. Where do you see LeVar in this movie? I'll tell you where I definitely see LeVar. Because I love him so much. The tenderness with which Ben watches the home movies. Yeah. That's LeVar Burton, that baby. Scene. That's a good scene. Yes, that was another yeah. heart-wrenching. That's LeVar Burton, baby. But then, though, but then he turns it and gives it that horror that I've been talking about. Because when she's trying to kill them, she's singing that song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like apps. That's actually creepy. You know, and Pat is abusive because she's trying to save them, but she's trying to save them from the problem she has created. It's gaslighting, baby. She's gaslighting. Amazing. So we know she's a gas-powered house, not electric. Yeah, I would assume so. Now we know. Um, The extras, the child extras at the party. (laughs) I can't believe. (laughs) I'm incapable of the belief that they knew the cameras were rolling. (laughs) No, no, they did. The things that they've decided to do with their bodies and their faces. (laughs) 
are there was completely a, beyond belief. There was a point where I thought, I legitimately thought, you know what? I think I would have preferred mannequins. And <laughs> <laughs> just to be like, isn't that weird how he just talks to inanimate people all the time? <laughs> what if, because what these kids are doing is like, come on, Disney, don't you grow child actors? <laughs> As somebody like who has both a body and has also been to a party, I was offended. <laughs> here's the here's the conspiracy theory, though. Are those just all holograms? Is, is that our first holograms that we is see? Is everything a hologram? Pat's been playing the long game. The ben whole has time. lived Anybody's in his house his whole life. Everything he's experienced has been a hologram. Whoa. Truman Show-esque. This is good. The movie's getting better. It's an empty house. That's how the couch disappears. There's not even furniture. Mm. Everything he touches is just Pat's arm stopping him before he gets to it. <laughs> It's like the community episode where they find out that Greendale's an insane asylum. Stop letting him make you realize things. <laughs> no, I think I think I'd like to look for Lavar a little bit more because I have to think that Lavar's vision of the future, as optimistic and wonderful as this man is, he has to be the one that was like, the house is gonna wake you up with music videos, concerts. Images of farms, but it's also going to yeah. analyze what you want to do for fun and just deliver it right to you. That has to be Lavar. I feel yeah. I feel that I see Lavar most in the the way this movie treats its subject matter. Like the fact that this movie is unafraid to have the scene with Dad and Ben, like we talked about earlier, where Dad like that's a very mature thing to put in the script of a made-for-TV children's movie, where Dad's like, "Am I?" presuming too much on your kindness toward our yeah. family like dude that's a good I, scene you, man like that's that type of stuff and the, the like the fact that the the core emotional conflict in this movie has been afraid that his mom is going to get replaced like that is just that is to me it just stands out it's so separate from every other decom that we've watched in terms of the maturity of its subject matter and the trust that it has for its audience that this this movie honestly believes kids will understand this and engage with it even though you might think it's too old for Well, them. it's funny. I think I remember, because I would I would have watched this pretty young. Like, I think I remember yeah. even watching it and being like, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Like this, for some reason, resonated with me as a kid. And like, I think there is just a, and you see that, especially through reading Rainbow, but you see LeVar Burton continuously advocating for, hey, like we can, we can treat kids. They're, they're not tiny adults. But they're tiny adults. They have full right. emotional range. And right. you can engage with them about meaningful That's things. That's good. There's LeVar. Yeah. We looked for him. We found I him. I found him. Hey. I found LeVar. The Look dad, done. Mr. Cooper, Daddy Cooper, just carries Hershey's kisses around. On a, no, on a first date, that's a that. smooth move. That is a smooth move. That's but are you going to give him that much credit purpose. for real? He asked his daughter yes. what tie to wear. I'm going to give him that much credit. No, 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 no. He's, he's held on to something. It's because he was he like, knows. man, all my ties are the ugliest ties we could find in the whole 1990s. Except for that. And he didn't know which one was the gold least one with ugly. the circles. I guess. Uh, did mom remind you guys of Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yes. Not mom. Sorry, Sarah. No, uh, yeah. uh, TV Julia Louis-Dreyfus. 100%. And she, she's like this. Um, I think I missed that. She's like this discount... Um, you know from Seinfeld? I am very aware of who she, she She also has this element. We're watching The Boys right now. Um, so yeah. And the the woman who heads up the like company, Sarah was a little mm -hmm. bit discount her as well. Interesting. I had that thought. 
It's very interesting that you bring that up. I thought uh, I thought Dad and Sarah's acting was pretty good in this. Yes, that was fine. I mean, not great, but like it was way better than other parents we've seen in DComs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's totally valid. That's good. Uh, what is interesting though, Sarah? Did they not call the cops? Was that never a thought? Because <laughs> I know the people. I know the people in the house can't. Because the house is controlling that that stuff, we we take the phone well. Maybe away it's like ET though. You don't want afraid. the cops involved, or they'll take the house. But okay, I had lost all care for the house at that time. <laughs> if you if you can't tell, I'm done yeah. with the house. <laughs> no, I think we've got varying degrees of continued investment in this house. I think that after a debug process and telling my 13 year old to stay out of the control room, I'd be fine with going back. No. Yeah, I think I'd be no. okay. Well, I'd be fine with going back if Sarah lives with us now. And it's like, hey, if anything goes wrong, like Sarah, your only job in our family, your only chore is make sure Pat doesn't hey, kill man. us. I think no. that's a guarantee. <laughs> this is the same way I felt about when Jurassic World came out. And I was like, what? This is a decade after. No, but see, the main difference between this movie and Jurassic World is that Jurassic World sucks and I'll never watch it again. So Sarah is the mayor of... Isn't it Amityville in Jaws? Sarah <laughs> is the mayor of Amityville to you, telling everybody, it's fine, go back in the water, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Basically. It's Amity Island. Amity Island, is that right? Yeah. Amityville is the horror. Absolutely. Now, what I would like to do is rate this movie using the same science that Sarah used to engineer the house itself. The scientific cinema scale That's created crazy. right here in house at our very own two chunks test kitchen. It is perfect. And as follows, the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy, buy that poster. The next best thing let's buy it followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'm going okay. first. I'm buying this movie. Okay. It frightens me <laughs> how close I was to a poster <laughs> for this movie. Wow. We. Wow. Oh, that's it. That's all you got. That's all you got on it. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, I, I rent it because it frightens me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I love how how non-verbose everybody is on their explanations because we've just we've said it all. I am buying this movie. I really am. I think that this uh when it comes to decoms is just about as good as they get. I mean, I really think that this is um like we said it's thoughtful. It's fun. Uh dancing. What more could a guy ask for? <laughs> this to me is the proto decom from which all lesser decoms are descended. Hmm. In their various ways, they will never be able to encapsulate the fullness of Smart House. It's my favorite decom. I don't know if that's clear. This, this is one is your favorite, favorite decom. Yeah. Oh. By a by a country mile. Interesting. Whoa. It's interesting. I'm trying to think where it would land on my list. I was about to say, I, I thought I thought you were going to say that you were trying to think if it was your favorite. Oh, it's and I was like, most on, certainly dude, not. Everyone knows this. It's most certainly not my favorite. Um, I think it would probably be, it's definitely top five. It would probably be top three for me. Number one for me, at, since I was a kid, even as a kid, this is my very favorite So one. does the like, does the like, does it just like uh-huh. shoot you back in time? That little soundtrack Absolutely, music? 100%, yeah, dude, same yep. with me. I just have, this was one of the ones that I remember 
like co- cozying up on a Friday, turning the lights out, popping yeah. popcorn, like for real getting into this. Watching it with my whole yeah, family. Dude. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Me I too. I have so much, I have so much envy right now that I didn't have this. It's beautiful. I didn't have man. this. That's great. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really big of you. For me, my my going back in time is hearing like Hey Arnold <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, you were you were more of a Nickelodeon boy. Well, more of didn't have <laughs> didn't right. have Disney. Yeah. That's uh that does make it difficult. Uh I did love I love the uh c- can you uh get off the internet or whatever because I'm trying right. to get on the phone. Yeah. It was one of the reverse things. Yep. Big time. <laughs> Happen to me all the time. <laughs> Keep getting a busy signal. There's definitely a teenager in that house. Now, I wish <laughs> that Disney something. I'm going to take this time. We ended a smidge early this episode. So I'm going to take this time to pitch an idea that I'm going to let Disney take for free. Melissa, we know you're listening. This one's yeah, only for say, Disney, not for you, not for Mario. We know Back somebody's off, listening. Melissa, no, Disney Plus needs, needs. To uh, allow an option for a continuously streaming channel that lets you set to where it's like Disney shows, Disney movies, and old commercials and ads from around that time, and essentially run Ooh. like a like a Disney Channel time capsule. That does sound very expensive, but they've well, got the but money. The thing is, Disney Channel did not run you know third-party ads. Disney yeah. only you ran know about their my own. decade TV, yeah, I do, right? Yeah, I know about that. Okay. Oh. No, but D- Disney only ran Disney ads, so they still have the rights to all of them. Amaze. Play it. Do it, Disney. Coward. Like, imagine just there something you, you could throw on. I-, I guess really what I'm saying is I wish that there was an option, like an old school mode, where you could start a Disney Channel original movie with that thing where they're like water sliding down the film reel and like jumping over it and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really fun. Right. That... <laughs> Carter knows. Carter loves it and knows. Carter loved it. That was his favorite. I only chime in because I'm not. But Netflix. I want to bring to your attention a 2019 project uh, by a director whose name I'm not 100% confident on how to pronounce. He directed Horns, that Daniel Radcliffe movie where he grows oh, yeah. horns. He also did The Hills The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he has, Well-rounded. He has a project that was slated for 2019. I don't think it ever came out. And it was called Smart House. A family in the witness protection program is placed in the custody of a state-of-the-art autonomous smart house. When a group of assassins locates the family, the house goes into a lethal defense mode. So it's like Home Alone it's almost like meets panic, room. panic Room meets Smart House. Meets Smart House, yeah. It's the gritty reboot I didn't know I needed. Would for sure life. watch it. I mean, I'll... Would 100% watch it. Is Ryan Merriman in the cast? There is no cast because it never happened. Because only house... <laughs> <laughs> no cast just house well make sure that you jump over to <laughs> patreon check out our brink well, episode there are two reviews on this movie the review by misery pop says is this an adaptation of the decom smart house from the director of high tension and the hills have eyes because i'm not in the mood to have my childhood ruined and then a review from arc says i'm posting this review from my smart house who chose to remake the iconic Disney Channel film, though? Did God make this? <laughs> okay. Who's got a bad relationship with God? I'm going to like that Interesting. Um, next week, we will be womp womp finishing the DCOM series. I can't believe it. With wow. High School Musical. 
the by a long shot first place vote from all of our listeners, our dear, dear listeners. So make sure you check that out. And then we will be shifting into some fun stuff for the holiday season. Now, to end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and what Pat would use to wake you up. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan, and I'd like to combine my favorite way to wake up in high school with my favorite way to wake up always. I think Pat would wake me up with the sound of uh, 6 a.m. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on uh, ABC Family uh, that I would flip on while I brushed my teeth and got ready before I went to high school, and... The smell of fresh cooking breakfast taco fixins to dump into some tortillas and wake me right on up. Yeah. I'm Doge. Pat would use her power to create and destroy matter to wake me up with a cute baby puppy dog licking my face every morning. And I don't know what happens to that puppy dog once I go to school or go to work, but I do know Pat's going to make a brand new one for me. She can't do that. It would just be the arm licking you and you wouldn't know. (laughs) That's fine. And she'll put a hologram around the arm to make it look like a cute little baby pupper. She can do it. We have proof. Uh, I'm Carter. And honestly, I, Pat would get to know me. I'm sure after she took some of my blood and (laughs) do you think she'd like you? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, she would get to know me and know me well enough that I, I need a little bit extra to actually get up. I'm not a morning person. And so I would, I would be mad at her, I think, but then there would come a point where I'm like, you know what? This started my day when I wanted to. So I would use one of the greatest scenes of all time from one of the greatest series of all time would be projected at volume 11 on the wall, simply a Vin Diesel saying, I'm alone. Like just over and over again. (laughs) Wonderful. And, uh, to wake me up. As we do every week while the outro music fades in and our voices fade out, I just would like to remind everyone that legally, now and forever, we have a recording of Doge unironically saying the word a pupper. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.